As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? 312. You know what that is? Because this isn't the first time we had to hit record tonight, I do, and I, I hate it. And it's that 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 number is going to get larger, isn't it? Yeah. This is episode 328, but it has been 312 days since Texas Tech last won a Big 12 basketball game. How are you? How's it going? I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. We are an hour and 10 minutes late starting because of technical issues with all kinds of different pieces. And I don't know. I'm just I'm frustrated. The, the Texas Tech Baylor basketball game just ended. Frustrated about that. Um. You had it within, was it four there late? Yeah. It was four. I know it was seven. Anyways. Pop Isaacs made that huge three, and then it was, that got it within with seven, and then I'm not really sure. I can't remember what happened after that. But yeah, very close. Yeah. You don't get got it within five. Don't get points for close, though. Um, nope. We will talk about basketball, get a, a a true well, well. I guess we'll we'll start with basketball here in a minute. We'll do our our Baylor instant reaction. Um, I don't know how much. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to go back and and rewatch the second half because I spent so much of the second half messing with the stream and video and all the kind of stuff that ended up crapping out on us. But um, had the game up. It was just Baylor just shooting lights out as teams seem to do. I don't know what it is like against this, but um, we'll do the, the instant reaction here in just a minute. Um, then we'll do a, a little bit better recap for the Texas game. Michael was was out and I was all kinds of scattered and salty and spewing nonsense. And then we'll get a Kansas State preview who seems to be on top of the, on top of the world. They took down Kansas tonight in overtime. But before we get there, um, one, if you don't already know, you need to know that we are ex- super excited to be joining forces with Gambling Gauchos. Red, nope. <laughs> Tinker yeah. Derby. Uh, oh. And their website. What's the name of this? Red, Red Raider Dugout. Red Raider Dugout. That's, I, was, I was trying to mix the two. Like, Red Dinger. No, that's not what it is. Uh, and Seeing Scarlet. These four podcasts coming together to officially form the Staking Plains Content Network with more to come. Excited about this and, and the the possibilities and all the, the good times that will be coming forth from that. Um, if you're not following us already on Twitter, there was something that we tweeted out yesterday that got a little bit of attention. Uh, you can find the show at 23 personnel. You can follow me, Spencer at punt suck, Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with basketball, Michael. What do you say? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. Oh! And he's stuck back by the freshman sensation, Smith. Pass over the top of Bonick and a crowd stripped by Owens. Ready on the run. Bounce pass. Here's Colbert. Evans. Yes! Game over. Mooney with a crossover in the line. Now the shot clock is at three. Mooney spins, fires. Oh, he got it to go. Edwards with a three. Good. What a shot, Kyler Edwards. Ready, doubled into two. Oh, 
separation. Oh, big shot. Woo. Step it up big time. Dagger. Over on the dish. Odiasse. And one. He can tie it at the line. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. All right. So I was just looking at the at the box score real quick. I was pulling up waiting for get started. Mike, I don't want I <laughs> just looking at the numbers, you would think the game was closer than it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the biggest disparity I see Baylor took really good care of the ball. Only had three turnovers. Tech had nine, but really the biggest thing I see is, uh, you know, tech was eight of 15 from free on the free throws. Only 53%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's something you're going to magnify a little bit when you lose by seven, when you miss seven free throws. But, you, you know, you're not going to get 100%. It's, I'm with you, man. That Just what you were saying, we actually shot better than Baylor. Yeah, Tech 51%. shot 51%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Baylor 48. Yep. They were one point or one percentage point different uh, on the three points. On, and also that was pretty much what it was at the end of the first half. I mean, it was really close. Tech had a good shooting night, but it still wasn't enough. Uh, it's That's what makes it frustrating. It, it reminds you of the Kansas game because Kansas was the same way. I think Kansas was shooting 56% and Tech was shooting like 52 or something insane and just still unable to, to pull away. But I, I'm not seeing anything, at least on the stat line, that's super glaring. I'm kind of like you. We were just messing around that whole second half on – how to get this thing to work. <laughs> so I missed a lot of the game. Yeah. I know Pop Isaacs got uh, completely obliterated, assaulted in the yeah. lane and they just stood there and watched the man fall down to the ground and then called the ball out on Texas tech. So Baylor got the ball back, which was just freaking great. Uh, but I mean, that's just one call. So I, that was the only thing that stuck out for me aside from, I know there was one play Baylor got, a guy in the middle of the lane with a wide open two-handed slam because there were four red Raiders on the top left, I guess trapping one guy. I, I don't know what the hell they were doing, but yeah, there were four guys completely out of the lane and it left a wide open guy. So that, just that kind of stuff. I know it's good to have Fardaz back. Cause I haven't got to talk about him yet. No, yeah. He was, he was you great. Know, he was your, yeah, um, he, at least according to plus minus, he was your second best player of the game tonight. Uh, played 24 yeah. minutes, 12 points. You had four guys in double figures, and he had 12. Five of eight from the field, one of one from three. Uh, only took three free throws and hit one of them. Had nine rebounds, so very nearly a double-double in his second game. Uh, no fouls, um, which is great. Only one turnover. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to have the big man back a couple things that jump off the 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 page real quick pop isaac's three of 13 from three my dude we gotta figure something else out like yeah he i did see him in the last minute i think he launched four so i know some of that was just kind of desperation uh and when when he's draining them we're never going to say a thing well but a lot of the the three C takes are, you know, out in that Steph Curry range that kind of make you question things a little bit. And sometimes the release is really fast or, but when they're going in, who cares? You know, like O'Banner, he hit his first three tonight in like four games. So good job. That's good. He kind of has those things happen to him. Uh, Harmon shot one tonight. He was 0 for 1, but I think he made one last week. So that's good. Jalen Tyson uh, made three. Yeah. Yes. I mean, good. Tyson was, he was, he was carrying tech. Um, yeah. He was definitely leading, got those early. Leading scorer on the night with 19, or sorry, leading scorer for tech uh, with 19 points. Kerwin Walton hit four threes himself. He had 12 points. Uh, AMAC had 12. Pop Isaacs had 14. O'Banner had 10. So you had five guys in double figures. Um, you had a starter. Davion Harmon with four. Um, I was listening to one of the the recent uh, Gambling Gauchos podcasts, and 
Ryan was talking about how you just needed to be getting more from Harmon. And, and I, I kept thinking back to those games, like he's shooting like 20 plus points. And like the past few games, like, well, it was like 13 and now it's four. It's like, yeah, I, I get that. Bacho, I mean, he had three points on the night. Um, What's man, up just, with Bacho? Well, that was not the same Bacho we've seen in Austin. It was almost like he was, I didn't understand that. I mean, I, I know we're not going to talk about the UT game just a ton, but that was one of the things that one of the big takeaways I had was he just wasn't himself. If that makes any sense, he yeah, like, seemed really frustrated. He was really mouthy. He got fouls really quickly. He fouled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just man. I mean, not physically, but just, just seemed like mentally wasn't himself, which I hate to say without knowing anything, but take that for a grain of salt from, from me. But I, I don't know that, that I wonder if Dawes coming back kind of has thrown him off a little bit. Maybe he's um, he doesn't like giving up the playing time as much or maybe nothing. I don't maybe know. he just had a bad day or maybe somebody said something really awful about his mother I, and, and that just made him mad the whole game. I, who knows? Yeah, because like uh, like we pointed out a second ago, uh, Amac had twelve points tonight, twenty four minutes. Bacho played twenty two minutes and had three points. He only took one shot. Um, so yeah, and, and going back to Austin, um, you know, he like, you were talking about how he was just off out of his game. It was too aggressive, or they were just got in his head. Uh, I was coming back from the finger injury and then the sickness and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he just had oh to yeah himself. Yeah, he's he's had a rough go, and then you know Dawes comes back too. On top of everything else happening, I don't know. There, there could be something there. There could be nothing there. But he just hasn't looked the same the these last couple of games. Well, he hasn't looked the same since his injury. Yeah, really. But on a night when you shoot fifty one percent from the field, almost forty percent from three, I mean, you would expect to be more in the game. Like you lose the game by seven, but you were you were out of it for for quite a while. Um, and perspective, at least from, from my angle, it just felt like Baylor was just so hot shooting threes and they were getting just a ton of offensive rebounds. But if you, if you compare the two, I mean, um, Texas tech had 11 offensive rebounds. Baylor had 12, um, on, on, on the night for three, they were 11 of 29. Texas tech was 12 of 31. So those two things were, were so similar. Like it was just, I don't know. There's all these things that just don't point to how the game went. Yeah. If, if I could narrow it down to a couple things, it would be, yeah, you turned the ball over three times more than they did. The free throws we mentioned, but then also you had no answer for Keontae George. The guy was on fire, 27 points, eight of 15, five of 11 from three. Perfect from the line. He was six for six. Um, just no answer. He was able to do what he wanted. Cryer, I mean, he was hot too. Yeah, he had 18 Four points. four from three. Yeah. Bridges I mean, it was. 14. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of like uh, with UT. Could not find an answer for Serge Ibari Rice. 18 points. Pretty much single-handedly killed Texas tech, uh, eight of shot 80% from the, from the line. And a lot of those were because of those incredibly successful shot fakes (laughs) that Texas tech kept falling for over and over and over and over again. It was maddening. Just stay on the, stay on the ground, stay on the ground. Don't fall for the shot fake because he's going to get you in the air and then he's going to score or he's going to get in the air and he's going to, have you land on him so he can shoot a free throw? I mean, he credit to him. It was really impressive. I, I mean, there were at least seven shot fakes that our guys flew out of the gym for. And they, they knew it was coming at that point, but, but he was so convincing and so good at it. It, it did feel like uh, Pop Isaacs was able to, at least towards the very end of the game, not bite on a couple of them. Um, but the broadcast team, which was absolutely atrocious. They were talking about like how a normal shot fake is like from your chest to your chin, almost like it's a real short movement. 
and his were like it was going all the way up above his head. So like it looked like yeah. a shot almost all the way up. So like, well, if you don't jump to to try to block it, and he releases it, like you're gonna look stupid just standing there. But then he made you look stupid on a shot fakes when he did that. You you would go up in the air and then he's around you or 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 you fouled him. Anyways, um, yeah, it's That's it's. Brutal. It's a couple of weeks in a row now. You, you've you've had uh, no answer for, for one of the one of the players. Um, big picture stuff, Michael. I I, I left the game against uh, Texas feeling a little um, optimistic or hopeful that it was going in the right direction. Uh, that you had a great shot against Baylor coming up. Um, man, I I <laughs> I I don't want to be like just riding the wave here, but man. Uh, oh, and six big 12 play. Um, so you're third of the way through your, your big 12 schedule and you've, you're, you're winless. Uh, you're in last place, which is just unacceptable. Um, first time this has ever happened in the big 12. Texas tech has never gone. Oh, and six to start big 12 play. Cause even with Chris Walker, you won one of those first games. Yeah, somewhere in there. I mean, probably went one and five through that stretch, but by God, you did. No, I I was with you. You know, I came into the game, the UT game, knowing that Tech lost. So, you know, I watched the first half. It was a weird way to watch it. Just the way that my schedule worked out for me. I watched the first half on Sunday, and then I watched the second half Monday night. So I had a lot of in between. Yeah. But I got really involved with the second half. And, you know, at a, after that 20 to four or 20 to six run, I was gonna ask, that UT pulled, <laughs> oh, I still was. And I, I had to like catch myself because my wife was in the living room with me and I was like, man, I can't believe how worked up I'm getting over this recorded game that I know I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Like I knew this run was going to happen anyway. I just to kind of back you up on what you were saying no, I don't believe in moral victories, all that kind of stuff. But there were positives to take from that game. And one of them was the fact that you weathered a 20 to six run. You were down 48, 44 with 11 minutes left with a super loud arena and a, a, a entire fan base that was completely into the game. To me, yeah, after watching what happened in Ames. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. I mean, congratulations on what their third win out of eleven. Was that what you said on the yeah, but that, podcast? That, it was something like that. That wasn't right. Um, I, was, I, I felt a little it, inflated it to me. Third out of nine. Uh, out of I, nine. I don't know okay. like why I added three to eight because it, uh, it had said that Texas Tech had won seven of the last eight or something, and I, I just I, yeah, I, I just butchered the math, and even that didn't sound right. But um, yeah, it was that. They've been absolutely terrible against Texas Tech, at least in basketball. Uh, they lost the baseball series. They lost the football series. So, like, calendar year, Texas versus Texas Tech has not been kind to the Longhorns. Uh, but they got it. Yeah. They got it for, for, for that game for sure. Well, and that was that was what I was getting at was they – Texas Tech could have easily folded at that point. With 11 minutes left, the team that I saw in Ames, I would not have been surprised if – we were all of a sudden up, you know, going to go home and lose another game by 20 points. That wouldn't have surprised me at all. But that was one of those positives I was taking. Well, they fought back. They they didn't let the the momentum just completely shift over to, to Texas. They cut it down and kept cutting it down and kept cutting it down. You know, it was 68 to 66 with 14 seconds left. I mean, just back and forth at the end, they were in it until the very end. So that was something I was going to be positive about having Dawes come back was, was big seeing what he was able to do. uh, Yeah. Uh, He came back with a practice and a shoot around and then played 29 minutes. Incredible. And there were times like, yeah, "Yeah, he's rusty, but like my, my definition of rusty, he would have come in and played like five to eight minutes and been like a, a step slow and, just had a weird shot or whatever. I'm just like, that wasn't it. He came in like just ready to go. Yeah. He was backing guys down from the top of the arc. They were just letting him have one-on-one with guys. It just reminded me of like 
of old school NBA that I used that I watched in the nineties. That's not old school, really. But NBA that I that was when I grew up, though. Uh, that was what I watched the most of was was nineties NBA, and you had guys like Duncan or you know uh, Elijah Wan or somebody just taking someone Shaq. to task from like twenty feet out, and then all of a sudden they're shooting a bunny at four feet, like they just completely back you down there. And if no one's going to come over and help, go for it. Yep. Uh, when they came over and helped, sometimes he would, um, he had, you know, a little bit of trouble hanging onto the ball, but then there are other times where like he had that great sp- skip pass across over to Tyson. He found another guy tonight. Um, he's got good vision. I, I was impressed with that. Uh, but my man needs to, if he's, if he's going to get over there and dunk, he needs to dunk it. Um, let's, let's, Let's get the vertical up. Let's let's get that going a little bit. You can't miss your own dunk and then get a technical on yourself because you're trying to hang on the rim and rebound it and put it back in. <laughs> that's not how that works, man. It's not, no, that's not going to work yeah. too well. Uh, yeah, you got to get off the ground. It's fine. Hey, first game back. But but yeah, the, it's really about, aside from Cunningham completely um, two-hand shoving O'Banner on one of those intentionally missed free throws at the end of the game. It's about the last beef I'm really going to say about this game. Pop had a great game. Uh, but back to Baylor and back to exactly what you were saying, there were things you could take away from the Texas game. Fighting back from what felt like just an inevitable blowout at one point. Uh, having your big guy come in, play so well. Having your other big guy not have a good day foul out early and then still be in the game. And then tonight there's just not as many positives to take despite how well tech shot. It still wasn't enough. It still wasn't good enough. They, they couldn't get enough stops defensively. They couldn't get enough um, makes at the line. And then when it came right down to it, they still didn't shoot well enough. So I, Oh, and six, 312 days since your last Big 12 win. It's looking pretty shitty right now. I am not at all wanting to watch any more of these games. But here we are. Yeah, we have 12 more, man. Yeah, 12 more. 12 more conference. And who's and who's coming to town next, Spencer? Uh, who do we play next? Well, we're going on the road to Kansas State, who we just talked about uh, who took down the Jayhawks in overtime. Uh, Kansas State is, I don't know, man. They, they, they've been feeling it lately. Um, I don't have their, uh, their, their schedule in front of me just yet. Uh, they are tied for first, or they are first in Big 12 basketball currently. They are 16-2 and two overall, 5-1 and one in Big 12 play. Tell me if you thought first year head coach, first year head coach, <laughs> and not not even for for Kansas State. Uh, Jerome Tang would have them at what did you say? Fifteen and two, yeah, sixteen and two, five and one, sixteen and two. Now, yeah, um, no, had yeah, d- definitely a surprise for me. Yeah, so they did are. not see this coming. They are, at least according to Haslametrics, up to or before tonight, they were up to 37. Uh, Texas Tech is just in a free fall. They've, they're down to 56. Um, projection, again, before tonight was a Kansas State win at home for them, 74-69. Um, they're averaging a bunch of points. They score 78 points and hold opponents to 67. The same spread, uh, just about, that Texas Tech does, um, you know, 11 or 12 points just a little bit higher. They shoot 47% from the field, 42% from, or sorry, they hold opponents at 42%. Uh, they shoot threes at 35%, um, hold opponents at 30. So like very similar, in the, at least in those numbers, to Texas Tech, they shoot free throws just a little bit better, 74 to 72. Uh, rebounds are almost identical. Um, turnovers are almost identical. The assist to turnover ratio, they're quite a bit better. They're at 1.4, at least, again, before tonight, 1.4, and their own assist to turnover ratio, and they're holding opponents to 0.8. Um, 
Yeah. Something else on speaking of turnovers, they mentioned this on the broadcast that I haven't looked at overall Big 12 stats, but Texas Tech averaging 14.8 turnovers per game coming into this game was the highest in the conference. Yeah, so when they only turn the ball over nine times, you're like, that's actually an improvement. Right. Um, you feel like, hey, we're because they flashed that stat, and I thought, oh, my gosh, how bad have we been? And then I looked at, like, oh, well, we're well below the average. <laughs> what, what is happening? Yeah. Um, they are an old team, Michael. They are led uh, by three seniors and a junior. Uh, starting with Keontae Johnson as a forward, 6'6", 230. He's averaging 18.5 points per game, shooting 56% from the field, almost 40% from three, uh, averaging more than seven rebounds a game. Guard Marquise Noel, 5'8", 160. little tiny guy, but averaging 17 points per game, um, 42% from the field, 38 from three. Uh, Naquan Tomlin, 10 or 11 points per game. He's a 6'10 guy, so he's he's pretty big. Um, 46% from the field. He's not a, not a great three-point shooter. Um, and then transfer guard Desi Sills, originally from Arkansas, I believe. I think Tech Tech was trying to get in on that action when he was in the portal. Um, 6'2 guy. He comes off the, off the bench, though. He's averaging, Michael said, 28 minutes per game. Nine, eight and a half points per game. Um, forty. He shoots forty five percent from the field. So they, yeah, uh, they're an it, old he was, veteran group. Yeah, he was one of those guys that I have a feeling. You know, the stat sheet's not giving him enough credit. I think to play as many game as many minutes as he does off the bench, he probably gives the team a lot more than just scoring or anything like that. So. I think Sills would be a guy to keep your eye on. And, you know, what, Kansas State has a knack for finding these, you know, guys below six feet that are just really fast and quick and talented with the ball. Yep. Do that on the on, on the football team, too. Yeah. They have a knack for it. So, um, yeah, you've got this game coming up. Uh, Saturday. This will be a 1 p.m. game either on ESPN2 or on the U uh, on the road there in Manhattan. Um, man, I'm, 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 <laughs> this is not going to go well. Uh, no. And just, just kind of going back to it, like, uh, I, I wanted to show tonight. So, you know, you mentioned Keontae Johnson, who's, their star player really uh, tonight against Kansas, he had 24 points and eight rebounds in 34 minutes, which in an overtime game is, you know, you probably would expect him to have played more than that. But uh, Tomlin came in with 15 points for him. And then Sills, a guy that I was just talking about who, you know, I think he's got some more intangibles came off the bench with 24 points tonight. Yeah, guy averages eight and a half points per game and scores twenty four. Yeah, yeah, scored three times his average tonight. So like, he's uh, yeah, definitely somebody to to keep track of. <laughs> My gosh, yeah. yeah, Tomlin had a double double, fifteen points, ten rebounds. Uh, anyway, so it's the, uh, they're a talented team. They are. They're talented. They're hot right now, uh, and you'll be playing them on the road. So that's fun. Uh, following that, you have another road game next Wednesday, the 25th in Morgantown. Uh, at least before we hit record, uh, you are Haslametrics has this as a 0.3 points of a favorite for Texas Tech. Um, so you're you're a very very slight favorite. It, it could be really close. Uh, West Virginia is also struggling not to be the 10th team in the conference. Um, I guess that'll be a real telling game, Michael. <laughs> if you lose that game yeah. and get to 0-8, and and you're... Uh, I mean, who, who wouldn't you have played yet? Oklahoma State, so you would have lost to everybody except for Oklahoma State uh, if, if you lose Saturday and next Wednesday. And then you get a break. We'll have to come up with the the um 
you know, the golden sombrero equivalent of that. If you lose to all nine big 12 teams in one, in one season. Well, you do, you still have the possibility of beating all nine big 12 teams. You haven't been swept yet. <sighs> you, you could, well, that's true. You could, um, I, I know you get uh, Iowa State again here pretty quick. Um, you, which you, they won tonight. They yeah they knocked off Texas by, by what ten or eleven points. Yeah, they beat Texas. I wonder how uh, Tyrese Hunter did in that game. Interesting enough, against Texas Tech, zero points. Um, and Kyle pointed this out. Whatever it is about Tyrese Hunter versus Texas Tech, he is like well under his his average career average whenever he plays Tech. Um, I think in four games he scored like twelve points. Well, the on the flip side of that, Jalen Tyson had twelve points against Texas. Yeah, like so that was team rebounds. It's all over. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he had fourteen. It was kind of interesting to to be on this side of it, you know, we're used to the, you know, the, the McCuller thing and all that other stuff, but we kind of, we have guys on our team the you know, Davion Harmon facing his old team, Jalen Tyson facing his old team. And, and, and I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. And they did. I mean, especially Harmon. I mean, Harmon may have had his best game of the year against the Sooners, but yeah, Tyson, I, I, I kind of forgot cause I was listening to it. I didn't have the game on super loud. Um, but then every now and then I would hear the crowd. Like when you'd come out, they'd give him, they'd give him the business a little bit and some other things like, Oh yeah, he fought through that. Good job. Had a double, double. Yeah. Well done. Um, and then next Saturday, the 28th, you get a break. You'll be playing at LSU at 1 PM, big 12 sec challenge. Uh, you're actually a five point favorite in this game or at least the projection wise, Haslametrics has he's a five point favorite, but we'll see how things adjust after the tonight's game and the next two big 12 games. If that holds or if that narrows down a little bit. Um, I, I, I brought this up a couple games ago thoughts on like the direction of the program. And if, uh, I mean, <laughs> like I, 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 I hate to, to, to keep, beating his dead horse about just how poorly coaches have performed after getting the first year contract extension. My goodness. Like hook cut <laughs> my dude. Yeah, is this, is this kind of like the Madden curse? Do you think he doomed McGuire to go four and eight next year? God, I hope not. Yeah, me too. I know that's kind of, that's kind of really dumb of me to say, but it's uh, it, it has not worked out for him yet. Hopefully, McGuire will be the exception. Hopefully, yeah. Um, you got any thoughts on basketball before we get to football and uh, that tweet? No, nah, it's it sucks, and I don't want to talk about it. And we okay. all of a sudden can't play defense anymore, and our offense is weird. Works and guys just yeah, yeah, guys just make stuff up. Um. Hey, and then there's games like tonight where you really you shoot over forty percent, you shoot almost forty percent from three, you still lose. Speaking of guys that makes because you can't up, play you can't play defense anymore. Can't play defense. I don't know where that's gone. I I I, I was trying to explain it to Samantha like you kind of broke out from your traditional recruiting mold and not getting a bunch of six six to six nine guys, and you try to get some guys that fit a system or at least a profile. And you, you know, so you did that. So you were kind of already accepting the sacrifice on defense, or at least on length, uh, hoping to get a trade off on offense. And then until tonight, it, like you weren't even getting the offensive output, and you, you still kind of weren't. Like you got twelve points from Kerwin Walton, but um, you expected a lot more from him, uh, Demarion Williams for sure, um, and then a bunch of the young guys. Davion Harmon's had some really a few good games and a lot of really bad games like tonight. He had four points anyways. Well, and Harmon kind of like if, if what he was doing against OU hadn't have worked, we probably would have had a lot of issue with it. But usually if he has a good night, it's because he just decides to, 
he just decides to, well, I'm not going to pass the ball this possession and I'm just going to drive to the basket or I'm going to catch him kind of lollygagging. You know, all of a sudden they've only got two guys back and I'm going to push and and go to the basket. He just kind of decides to do it. I, I would like yeah. to see his shot chart. I think, I think, you know, 90% of his shots are at the block and then the other 10 are the other 10% are, you know, mostly unfortunately bricks from beyond the three, but I don't, I'm not sure. That's what we're, that's what we're still searching for is an offensive identity, but it's too late. Can't find it now. Yeah, not, it's just too damn late. Not 18 games into the season. <laughs> No, not a third of the way through your conference schedule, not 300 and something days into a losing streak. Um, for, for whatever reason, when you're talking about guys that make stuff up, it reminded me of Mac McClung. We had this note that he'll be the first ever G leaguer to, to compete in the NBA slam dunk contest. Uh, the all-star week coming up next month about this time next month. Yeah. The 18th. Yeah. I, I hadn't watched a dunk contest in a long time. No real reason, just hadn't. But yeah, this might be appointment viewing for me. See if, see if our guy, all six foot two of them can come away with the win. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't. Do you think he has a higher vertical than, than uh, Fardos? No. Okay. Agree. <laughs> He'd have to... J- uh, he'd have to have what is it, at least seven inches more of a vertical. <laughs> that was an unfortunate pause there. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I I don't see it. It probably just doesn't look like Fardaz is getting that that high off the ground because he doesn't have to. It's like it's how, true. how fast Mahomes run. It's fast as he has to. That's exactly as fast as he <laughs> needs to run. A- Amac jumps as just, every just time as high as he needs to. Um, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk football for half a second. The uh, there were a couple of roster updates. Um, well, I've got three. You've got two guys that hit the portal, uh, and then one that came out and said that he was going to play his last year for Texas Tech, which is super exciting. Josiah Pierre announced he's going to come back uh, in twenty twenty three. Love to see that. Uh, but then you had two guys announce that they're going to hit the portal: wide receiver Trey Cleveland. Uh, and since he's announced his intention to transfer, has committed to a program at North Texas. He's going to go play for Eric Morris and the Mean Green. I think it's a great fit. Um, and then true freshman defensive tackle or defensive lineman, Sincere Massey, who was a uh, Cedar Hill guy that committed right after McGuire was hired. Uh, didn't get a lot of playing time. Obviously, as a true freshman along the the line, that's not something where you usually see a lot of guys play early on, but he has announced his intentions to transfer. So uh, I do think it may be positive or at least uh, you're in better standing to, to hold on to Jerome Bradley uh, because he and Cleveland and, and some of the other guys were in competition for playing time. Uh, and that may be opening up a little bit. Um, it does possibly open up a couple spots that you can continue to add to your team, whether it's through the portal or, high school guys, but um, I think both of these are, are one of those like mutual decisions that'll benefit both sides. Um, and you just hope that they have a, you know, they're, they're able to, to chase whatever dream they have and, and, and get the playing time that they think that they can get elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland, we've, we saw him be really successful at tech. I, I think, he will have the the chance to be a standout and I would assume the first option with uh, Eric Morse at the helm there over in Denton. Uh, credit to Rob Bro. I think Cleveland will play his first three weeks. He will play Patterson, Patterson's team, uh, Cumbie's team, and Yost's team. And I think I've got the order wrong, but... That's just kind of interesting. Um, so, you know, Cleveland had his production go up. I, I kind of thought it might have gone down or something, but 2021, he's credited for 11 
receptions, 141 yards, but 2022 was targeted more than that, obviously, and had 22 receptions for 344 yards, but uh, still probably not what you would want as a, as a starter. So I would imagine that, you know, him going to Denton, he's going to get see that ball come to him a lot more. Yeah. So it's, what is that? Um, total of 41 catches for four eighty five sixty ish. Yeah. Two touchdowns. And as, a, as, as a comparison, Bradley had 51 receptions this year. Whereas Cleveland had twenty two. Yeah. Fungi had let's see where he was. I'm having to use ESPN's website. Fungi had thirty four. And the reason I have to use ESPN's is because Texas Tech, whoever does their social their roster updates is uh Johnny on the spot because it's four oh four not found when I went to Trey Cleveland's roster page. Yikes. Yeah. Done, done, gone. All right. Well, we wish him luck for sure. Um, let's wrap this up, Michael. Be a short episode, shorter. Uh, I mean, with the instant reaction, it's longer, but when we have a preview and it doesn't feel short because it's, we're two hours into recording and <laughs> the technology tonight and one just crap on everything, but let's wrap this up with what we learned. Um, it's dunk on the Cowboys for, for a minute. The Oklahoma State Cowboys, not the Dallas Cowboys. They actually did pretty well. Uh, and then to say. we'll wrap it up. So let's get, with, let's get uh, to what do we learn. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. We'll Spoiler learn. alert, you are going to talk about a couple of Dallas Cowboys on this list too. And some Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, so let's uh, let's start there. I, I tweeted out in a very carefully, I say very carefully, it was intentionally worded tweet that said that Tech Tech really had the best wide receiver and best quarterback of all time. So did Crabtree have, and, and I, I included pictures of Michael Crabtree and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I mean, I thought you were going to say Zebby Lethridge. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to dunk on the Cowboys and then also say, like, like with what I said, you, you can make a case for, for anybody else, really. Um, because <laughs> sure. I said best. I didn't define what that meant. But a lot of people try to tell me what it meant. I was like, that's not what I said. <laughs> I, I, no. I I responded to very few of them because, like, it's, I, I don't want to get in the middle of this and I don't want to get um, – I, I, I'm always cautious – or conscious of like how many notifications are also going to your phone. So I try not to do stupid things on, on the You're good. Twitter account, but anyways, I have them turned off. That's how I miss. That's how I miss great things like this. Oh, okay. you like tell me about them two days later. I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, last time I checked, it had like 160,000 views. The tweet did. So I think it's all crazy. <laughs> um, like a thousand likes, uh, I don't know, 45, 50 comments, a bunch of retweets, obviously if we didn't get that many views, but, um, mainly, so it, the, the first people to kind of be like, you know, what's this guy, what's this dude smoking were some Sooners and, but they didn't throw out any names and like, they're just being stupid. And we had a ton of Oklahoma state cowboy fans jump in and like, uh, but Blackman's better. All right. So, I want to go through these stats with you, Michael, and tell me just, I mean, if you, if you want to use the stats here, receiving yards, yards per catch and touchdowns to define best, because a lot of people try to tell me, well, how many, how many playoffs they go to? It's like, well, neither one of them were playing during the playoff era. So you're, you're just off on that. Uh, how many titles these guys win? I was like, I didn't say they, they played for the most titles. Did I, I just said they were the best. I, I said that and didn't define it on purpose, you idiots. All right. But most of them trying to tell me it was Blackman. Okay. Crabtree, he played two years, 26 games. He had 3,127 receiving yards, 13 and a half yards per catch, 41 touchdowns. Okay. Justin that's, Blackman. That's, that's the baseline. 
Yeah. Justin Blackman played three years, 38 games, 3,564 yards. So he's got 440 more yards than Michael Crabtree. 14.1 yards per catch, so half yard more per catch, and 41 career touchdowns, so the exact same number. But Blackman did it in three years and 38 games, where Crabtree did it in two years and 26 games. And on top of that, Crabtree averaged almost 30 yards more per game Yeah, than Blackman did. Somebody tried to tell me it was Des Bryant. Bryant... Played three years, 28 games, 2,425 yards. So 700 fewer yards uh, and two more games. So he played two more games than Crabtree did. Um, he had a gr- much better yards per catch at 16 and a half. So I'll give him that. 29 touchdowns. So his yards per catch was better. He had 700 plus fewer yards, 12 fewer touchdowns. So Bryant's out. Whatever. He was good. He's not the best. Had first person told me it was Larry Fitzgerald. I was like, okay, let, let, let's look it up. Also, two years, 26 games, he had 2,600 and let's call it 80 yards. Uh, so 500 fewer yards in Crabtree, 16.6 yards per catch. So three yards more per catch than Crabtree, 34 touchdowns. Okay. He had more yards per he catch. Was probably, he was probably the best un, until... Michael Crabtree came along. Yeah. And he, Is that he, fair to say? He went higher in the draft and played longer in the pros. But again, I didn't define what a Super best. Bowl. You did. I didn't define best. You did. <laughs> uh, had somebody claim CeeDee Lamb. Three years, 40 games, 3,292 yards. So he's got 170 more yards than Crabtree does in one year and 14 more games. 19 yards per catch. So... Okay, you, you got him there by five and a half yards, 33 touchdowns. Crabtree had eight more touchdowns. And then uh, Red Raider said, but I, I think Jakeem Grant had a really good career, and he did. Four years, 49 games, 3,286 yards, so he had 160 more yards than Crabtree did and twice the time, 12.9 yards per catch where Crabtree was 13.5, and 29 touchdowns to Crabtree's 41. Now, where does Crabtree find, like fall on the all-time receiving leader? Maybe top 100. But I didn't say he had the most yards. I didn't say he had the most yards per catch. I didn't say he had the most touchdowns. That goes to, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Somebody that played for like Western Michigan for like five years. Anyways. The biggest thing is I had I had a whole lot of Oklahoma State Cowboy fans trying to tell me it was Justin Black, and I was like, he he took one more year, 12 more games to get 400 more yards. Anyway, he was very good. No, it, he was. He was. And, and again, because I didn't define best, I was I, I use that loosely. Like you can let them define best and like, well, he had more yards. OK, yeah, he did. He had more yards per catch. Yeah, he did. But anyways, I had a, a decent time and I, I had to I had to fight it so hard not, not to reply to every single one of those cowboys because um, it was just like, guys, you don't get it. And then some of them were trying to like miss me with that three-year stuff. I was like, he played three years. Crabtree played two. 38 games to 26. Like I'm going off of his official... He appeared in 38 games for the Cowboys. And then somebody tried to tell me, well, it's because Oklahoma State in that era ran the ball more. Okay, well, Texas Tech threw the ball more. Like, they knew the ball was going to Crabtree, and he still had (laughs) 3,100 yards and 41 touchdowns. Like, you want to play that game? I can do it too. Like, (laughs) They dropped eight, and they still couldn't guard him. They double covered. They did whatever they they tried to do. Anyways. It was fun. Um, Did you get as much pushback on the Mahomes one? I think his pro <laughs> career has been so they, iconic that it's it's harder for people to push back on that just because of what he's able to do 
right now. They, they were, there was a small handful of like, well, he was never good in college. He was, he was better in, in, in the NFL. I was like, yeah. I didn't say he was the best college quarterback of all time. Again, I just no, you didn't. Best. I noticed that. <laughs> Again, I was just I was I, I was vague for a reason, and he may not be the best, but like you'd be really to you he is. Yeah, and 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 you'd be really hard pressed to find a better guy because a lot of people say, well, well, Tom Brady is like Tom Brady is is like I think pretty widely accepted as one of the best of all times, and he's probably done after the Cowboys embarrassed him last night. Love that. Um, but dude played till he was what? 42. Is yeah. He, is or Mahomes, 44. I don't even know. Is Mahomes 30 yet? No, he's 27. <laughs> Anyways, if, if you're being compared to Tom Brady, you're probably in a, in a, a realm of very few people. And I'm like, Marino is better. It's like, uh, okay. Anyways, I had a good time with that. Uh, I felt very much like the troll from uh, the Longhorns, the fan, uh, Kyle Umlang. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of worth it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. That's one of those things that I know that I can I can hop on that every now and then. But, man, there's, I just it's just so much mental work just to have it's, somebody just hopping in your mentions for – like an entire work day. You're like, oh my gosh. It's it's exhausting to not respond to everybody. Cause I was like, I wanted to. I was like, no, this is gonna make it worse. I think one of the last ones I did, I said something about Doritos once or something about them. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can I'm I'm not built for this. Yeah. I'm not built for this sort of social interaction. Too too many takes on Doritos. Anyways, so that was a fun um, and, and and what's just a little Truth bomb here for you. I got the idea. It was not my idea. I saw an Oklahoma State Cowboy fan tweet out something about their best running backs. And like, cause they, they, they had a picture of, um, I'm blanking on his name. Was it Barry Sanders? Yeah. So they uh, yeah, I'm nodding. That's of, not helpful. <laughs> Sorry. They had a picture of him and then somebody else. And like, they, they had the best ever. I was like, oh, all right. I can do that too. I'd pick a couple greats. Um, so it, and I, I, I don't think I, I have to go back and look at it. I don't think their, their tweet got as much play as mine did, which I stole it from them essentially. Anyways, that was what I learned. It's fun to troll, uh, the Oklahoma state Cowboys. Um, I had my fun here calling them dumb and, and, and dense. Um, but they can, you know, define best however they want to. It's just not how I defined it, um, because I, I I wasn't talking about NFL career or titles or whatever, or maybe I was. I don't know. See, see, so we still don't know. Well, I, I, on mine, I wanted to before I go too far. I just wanted to send a quick shout out to Tervis, not a sponsor. Do you have a Tervis cup? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't believe I do. I think I, I've got – I sprung for a Yeti. Um, and then I think I've like maybe like a, as a gift I was sent a Tervis branded something or another. But I, I wouldn't be able to tell you for sure. Well, I know they're at Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, there are other places they have – they're those clear ones that have the lids. You can get straws for them. Uh, so the one I had was like your basic clear one. That's 20 something ounces. Anyway, shout out to them. They make a fine product because I finally did it. I finally left it on my truck. Oh. As I was getting into my truck during lunch and left the office and I heard I heard something bouncing around because I have a I have a bed cover on my truck, so I had set it on the bed cover, and I heard something bouncing around before I pulled out on the street, but I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, well, who knows? <laughs> and so then I pull out onto the street, and it just flies into the turning lane, and this is in front of my office, and it's during lunch, and everyone else is going to lunch too, but luckily I left a little late, and so I was like, I can't leave it there because it's an obvious, it's a Texas Tech Tervis that I've probably carried around my office for three to five years now. 
And so anyone leaving our office would immediately be like, oh, yeah, oh, Michael's. Michael's Turvis. <laughs> so I went back and got it. And aside from the lid, perfectly fine. Now, there was like a crack in the cup, but the like, lid was kind of, they're plastic. Yeah. So there was, so there was like a, a crack in the wall of the cup at the top. The lid was obliterated, but... I just took it back to work today with a different lid. I have a green lid on my Texas Tech Tervis right now. Hey, so they, according to this Google search, uh, unbreakable under normal wear and tear. I don't think leaving on the back of a truck is normal wear and tear, but it has a, an amazing lifetime guarantee. They will replace any product minus some accessories. You know, I never, I never thought to even try that. <laughs> Sorry, I had a I already threw the on. lid away. No, yeah. I saw that. I already threw the lid away. So anyway, I just want to give them a quick shout out. And then I wanted to talk to you about broth bombs. Have you ever heard of a broth bomb, Spencer? Is this like a bouillon cube? Cube. Yes. Okay. But I, I'm not Pretty, heard of well, something specifically called a broth bomb, no. Okay. It's, it's to make a soup. So my wife found these. And I was like, oh, this sounds kind of gimmicky, but let's give it a shot. She's been looking for a good way to make soups and she hasn't been happy with the ones she's made. And Anyway, I was like, sure, let's go for it. And so she found these things called broth bombs and they're exactly like what they sound. They're just this little ball that you drop into. Um, like for this one she did, it was a cans of a few different types of beans and then some water. And I think you get it all boiling and then you drop the, the bomb in there. And so it's got, it actually, she said it actually kind of bubbles a little bit and fizzes or whatever. Nice. But it's got all the, it's got all the seasonings in it. It's got, um, I would assume kind of like a bouillon kind of thing, probably a, some sort of dried version of a stock in there. And then it also has the thickening agents in it. So it made the most perfect pot of soup that we've had in a long time. This was just beans. It was like a, a garden, what was it? Garden Rome or something was the name of the soup. But she obviously, I mean, she chopped up some vegetables and there were beans in there and everything. But man, it really thickened up. It, it was like a vegetarian chili by the time you were done with it. It, it was just, we were both really impressed with it. So if, if y'all want to try something a little bit different, Slightly gimmicky, but also very effective. Good old broth bomb. And it makes a pretty big old vat of soup. I think it, because she divvied it up into those kind of plastic containers. I think it made eight of those. So essentially eight grown man bowl size of, wait, grown man size bowls of soup. There you go. Eight of okay. them. <laughs> Got it. So check out broth bombs and they say very clearly on the package not to be used in a bath because could you imagine that would be disgusting? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine bathing in a, in a broth. No, I mean, that's kind of what we do. That's gross. It's a, it's a tep, it's a tepid broth of our own filth, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't take no, baths. I, so, Oh, me neither. Me neither. But I'm just saying we as a society, uh, okay, so I'm saving this for next week. I'm going to tease it though. Tonight, we got some takeout from somebody who makes food in, in one of those A-plus storage buildings. Okay. And it was fantastic. So I'll talk about that some more next week because I feel like I've already gone too long. Okay. Um, but I'll put it in the notes so I don't forget. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personal Podcast. Um, we're going to try to straighten out some of our technical difficulties and bring you actual video content of this here podcast because we know you want to see our smiling faces. Um, basketball just sucks right now. Just bear with it, I guess. Uh, got baseball coming up very soon. But for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. 
Follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.